Okay, Dave Gentry, C.W. Greer on DWS, and State Senator Chapin Rose joins us this morning. Chapin, how are you, sir? Good morning, Ben. How, how are, are you? Guys? Good morning. Good. I am phenomenal. I uh, who would have thought that uh, for once. The only bright spot out there is Illini Sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting kind of used to that around here, I'll tell you. It's hey, we've had some we're getting some good stuff going on. Everything else is pretty mm-hmm. bleak, but <laughs> but but uh Underwood's coming through and you know, I'm kind of excited about this deal, huh? So, yep. yeah. anyway. Wh- what's going on, guys? Well, are you gonna watch television this evening? Would no, you? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be working I, to I pay just, Five dollar, you know, plus gallon gasoline. Oh, um, and I think that's where most of America actually is right now. They're too busy working to pay for all this nonsense uh, well, to pay attention to that. Well, President Biden is kind of hoping that's the case. I think, but uh, the uh, January sixth committee is uh, doing a great job of getting it all together. I didn't realize until this morning that this wasn't just going to be on the news channels, it's going to be on all the networks as well. Well, of course it is. I mean, that's what that's what we have now. Um, <laughs> you know, but look, I, I, honestly, guys, I mean, I'm in Springfield, not D.C., and, I'm, you know, I got my hands full over here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, I, you know, <clears throat> I think there's a complete disconnect between Washington, D.C. and, you know, the average American right now, and that probably has gone for – Many generations have said that, but, you know, you look around the room and you're looking at what's happening. I talked to a farmer yesterday out of Tuscola. He, you know, he's going to spend about 120 gallons just to bring in like one section of his field this fall in diesel. Sure. Right. Yeah. At these prices, he will be bankrupt. Yeah. Which means either A, no crop or B, the prices on the shelves for everything that people buy for food for their families is going to go up again, you know? This is unsustainable. And, you know, you've got people running around in D.C. talking about everything other than inflation. And I love this, you know, this media when 08 happened and everything cratered. It was, you know, George W. Bush's fault nonstop all day long. Right. You know, today it's nary a peep about inflation or the economy or the fact that stock market just collapsed 20 percent last week. You know, nothing out of the out of the major networks. Well, huh? Why is that? You know, um, why exactly is that? And you know, we've got uh, uh, you know Janet Yellen yesterday says I think inflation might be too high. Really, <laughs> really, yeah. Janet, you're in charge. Yeah, right? you you are the Treasury Secretary of the United States of America, and you think inflation's too high? Wow. Well, um, get guess what, Janet. Uh, real Americans have pretty much thought that for the last, you know, 18 to 20 months. Okay. Ever since Biden got, I mean, gas has doubled since Biden became president. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and it is, it is, you take the supply chain out of it, which was its own major problem. Take Ukraine out of it. Okay. How on earth are people supposed to get to work at, you know, five, what was it? I saw 527 the other day, mm-hmm. you know? And it's still uh, going up. Yeah. And, and, and you know, food, and, and it's crazy. You know, I think some people who, you know, don't, you know, maybe, maybe you're wealthier, you know, set, maybe they, um, you know, drive a Tesla so they think they don't have to worry about this. 
Well, how do you think the food gets to your grocery store? It's driven by a truck burning diesel fuel. Mm-hmm. It was harvested by a, a harvester burning diesel fuel. You know, and then now you got Biden, or excuse me, Pritzker, who has created this crazy climate uh, in the name of climate change. He's created this complete inversion in the energy markets in Illinois. And now, for the first time in my lifetime, we have Amron and Mizo, the grid operator, saying you could potentially have brownouts in the future in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Brownouts. Yep. You know, and, and oh, by the way, even if you don't have brownouts, the price of power just doubled. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and then Jamie Pritchard's like, well, I don't know anything about that. Really? You signed the bill. You signed the bill. If you guys go back to my floor speech last year on this, I predicted all of this as far as the energy bills go. Sure. Because it was readily foreseeable to anybody with half a brain. But we're not dealing with people you know, that even have half a brain. We're dealing with people who are apparently got their heads so far and stuck in the sand they can't see straight. Hmm. So no, I'm not going to watch tonight. I, I'm going to actually be in my new district talking with real people who work for a living. Okay, here's one for you: a California resident has been charged with attempting or threatening to murder or kidnap Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The suspect, Nicholas John Roski, was uh, armed with a firearm and a knife when he was arrested near Kavanaugh's home. According to CNN, he'd called the uh, suicide helpline to say that he thought his life would have purpose if he killed a justice who opposed gun control. Man, people are so messed up. I, they are. I saw, this, I saw this thing the other day where some group firebombed a, basically an adoption center mm-hmm. in the name of... In the name of preserving Roe versus Wade, they had firebombed an adoption center. Where is the, where, I mean, where does that even remotely make sense? No, it does. Well, it apparently makes sense to people who are insane. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, look, this whole thing, and I'll take a step back and I'll take a deep breath myself. COVID has made everything worse, right? And that's the yeah. obvious, you know, understatement of the century right there. Sure. But, you know, everybody on the extremes has just gotten a little bit, you know, further out there. And everybody needs to take a deep breath because violence is never the solution to anything. It just isn't. And, um, you, you know, uh, I'm, well, let me say it differently. Violence is never the solution to anything in the United States of America. In a, you know, democratic republic, we solve our differences at the ballot box. And not through, you know, violence and, you know, but the history of the world is precipitated by, you know, half crazed people who get honked off about something, decide to take matters in their own hands. So um, it's really, really worrisome. We're seeing more and more of that, too. Yeah. Well, and and I'll tell you, get out of that field for a minute with the Supreme Court guy, but just bring it back here. okay? we have plenty of laws in the books that if you arrest someone and prosecuted them could be put in prison for violent acts. Okay. Mm-hmm. But every time I open up my news gazette, you know, I'm reading about people getting probation for violent acts. Now today's paper was a little bit different because I finally saw a couple guys actually go to prison. Well, that's the first time in a while that I've seen that. You know, but did you read one last week? 
some guy had like 18 prior felonies or some crazy amount of felonies. Mm-hmm. And judge was like, by right, I should put you in prison. By right, you know, there's no court that overturned me for putting you in prison. You know, you deserve to be in prison, but I'm going to give you probation. Mm-hmm. Not even probation, it's conditional discharge. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, then what kind of message is being sent? Because if you can, you know, commit acts of violence, commit serious crimes with impunity, with no repercussions whatsoever, why, why you know, the other thing, like, I was reading this thing about this um, juvenile that's going to be out in three years um, because he was a juvenile when he committed this heinous act. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know, guys. All I know is, well, all I do know is this. In the 90s, we actually cleaned up the streets and took bad guys and put them behind bars. And for about, you know, 15, 20 years, we had relatively low crime rates in this country. For the last three years, we've been letting everybody out and pretending it's all going to go well, fine. You know, everything's going to be fine and it's going to go along okay. And it just isn't. And, and by the way, the crazy thing about this, you guys, isn't Chapin Rose Republican saying this? San Francisco just said this. Yeah, Tuesday. that's right. Did you mm-hmm. see that? Yeah, San sure Francisco did. said enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> enough. Yeah, and uh, you know I thought Glenn Youngkin was a shockwave when he won in Virginia by ten points against the Democrat on crime. Um, San Francisco was an earthquake, and if I'm, you know, Carol Ammons or any of the rest of the Democrats, J.B. Pritzker or any of the rest of the Democrats that have brought us this chaos, you know, in the in the name of social justice. Uh, if what happened in San Francisco doesn't change their minds, I don't know what will. But it was an earthquake because even the people of San Francisco have had enough. Yeah. Well, sir, we'll leave it at that. Hey, what's a, what what around here is like San Francisco? Let me ask you that. What if you had to name a town in East Central Illinois that was like San Francisco? What town would you guys name? I couldn't come up with well, one. Me neither. Sure. Nothing. Nothing. No. That 61801 zip code doesn't come to mind? <laughs> okay. There we go. No, come on. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. If San Francisco is had it with crime to that extent, where do you think our band is at? Huh. Well, we're going to have to let it go at that point, Chapin. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank we'll see you guys you, later. Have fun, all right. All right. Bye. Take care. <laughs>